Hey guys, welcome to Diaries of the Chronic, where I talk about life with chronic illness, disability, and much, much more. I'll be getting into the nitty gritty, and I'll answer all the questions that the public may have. So sit back and enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode two of Diaries of the Chronic. I am Bella, and I am the host and creator of this podcast. First off, I just want to say a massive thank you to all the really supportive and beautiful messages I got from all of you who listened to episode one of the podcast, which was all about my story. It really, really just, oh, it meant so much to me that people took the time of day to listen to this, you know, the small snippet of my life, really. And I'm really excited to share what else I have going on and more topics with you guys. So it's going to be really, really great. I'm very excited. So before we fully get started, I just want to say a few things. I want to make a disclaimer. I'm not a trained professional. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a degree or any medical training besides my first aid, but that doesn't really count. Um, so this is just from a sort of my perspective on what's happened in my life. And I also just want to make a trigger warning. Um, if anyone is sensitive to topics to do with physical illness or mental health related, this may not be the best platform for you. So I just want to put that out there. So everyone is aware that things may be brought up that can be a little bit hard to hear. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into episode two of Diaries of the Chronic. It's going to be great. And I also wanted to cover something very small, just about myself on why I hate pity. So I want to cover that as well. So quite excited to get into this subject. It's going to be really good. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to see as much information as I can cover. And remember, it's just from my perspective and my sort of mindset on things. So I really hope you guys enjoy. All right. So getting into today's topic, all surrounding the feeling of guilt, especially in the world of disability and chronic illness. So people with disability and chronic illness, um, we feel a lot of different feelings, obviously, but one very prominent thing that I have found in myself is I've felt a lot of guilt. And I'm going to go over a lot of these different types of guilt and a lot of reasons that for me, I feel guilty or I have in the past. Um, and this this is different for everyone, even people who are physically and mentally stable. We all go through these feelings. We all have guilt for some reason or another, but I'm going to cover sort of reasons that are more based for myself. And I know a lot of people who sort of are very, like they relate to my situation will also relate to these reasons. So First off, I want to go through some different types of guilt. So I'll cover each of these as I say them, I think. That will probably be the best way. 
And these are just things that I've been through myself. So yeah. So first off, I want to cover partner guilt. So partner guilt is basically, in a brief summary, is when you're in a relationship with someone or multiple people and living with chronic illness can make you feel guilty in a relationship relationship sense. So explaining partner guilt from my perspective is every time I've been in a relationship, which has been quite hard for me, there have been many, many, many times where I've either been really unwell physically or I've been really unwell mentally. I've had hospital trips. I've been in the hospital. Um, There have been days where I'm just in bed and absolutely exhausted or throwing up or having a really bad POTS episode. And it's just been really hard. You see a lot of things with people being in relationships you know, going out for dinner, going out for lunch or breakfast, going on a hike, going swimming, you know, all of these activities that, to be honest, you actually see a lot on social media, a lot of influencers with their boyfriends or girlfriends or partners, you know, they're doing all these really cool things. And something that I have learned that is quite prominent in my life, but also just in not only Australian culture, but a lot of different cultures is we are surrounded by food. So that's really hard for someone like me with gastroparesis and also someone who has aversions to food, who's quite anxious, is when I was in relationships or even just going on dates, you know, your first line is, let's go out for dinner, you know, let's go to a bar, let's go to a restaurant. And it's really hard to say that you can't. And that's where I begin to feel guilty, is my brain automatically goes to, I can't do the same things that everyone else can, you know, I'm dragging this person down They're caring for me and I do not deserve them. I don't deserve to be loved by my partner. They could be with someone who is fully healthy and so much better than me. And those were all the things that I was feeling, you know. So that's why I've always found it really hard, especially at the beginning of a relationship, is getting into the rhythm and building that connection with someone but also the communication of letting them know that, hey, I do have limitations. I have things that I go through and there are going to be days where I don't want to get out of bed. There are going to be days where I'm throwing up. There are going to be days where I'm bloated, nauseous. I have fainting episodes. There are going to be those days. And it's about having that communication with them which I did find really, really hard because it got to a point where obviously when I ended previous relationships, well, when they ended, I didn't want my chronic illness to drag me down in that sense. I didn't want to feel as though I was being a burden on my partner. So I wanted to be 
in quotation, as normal as possible. And at the end of the day, that just never works. Because I, I know that I need to be putting myself first. I know that I need to be looking after myself mentally, physically, emotionally. But it's hard, you know, when you're in a relationship and you have an illness of, of any sort. It's hard to have people care for you and not feel like you're being a burden in any sort of sense. Either that just be as a partner, as a friend, as a family member or like a financial burden. It's really hard to just sit there and take it, you know. So that's definitely my perspective on partner guilt of what I've had to go through. I know my first relationship was very, very rocky and very up and down. And at the time, I was really unwell. I think it was a few months prior, I'd just gotten out of hospital and I'd gained a massive amount of weight and it was really, really hard on my body. Um, and it was very new for me, but I was having major symptoms of my POTS and my partner at the time was... You know, he was he was with me in and out of hospital late nights to the emergency room and there were just days where I would question why he was with me and I would question why he cared and I felt like such a burden, like I was weighing him down and I would always think to myself, you know, you're just you're better off with someone who's healthy, who can provide you with happiness and who can you know be there in the ways that I can't and it's even just the simple things of going out to eat at a restaurant you know or having them make you dinner it's the simple things like that or even going on a walk or a hike those are things that I struggle and struggle to do so in the end it it broke down and it was nobody's fault but, you know, it got unhealthy and that's what happens. And then another relationship I had, I was really unwell with my gastroparesis and I felt like the biggest burden. I really did. And it was kind of a spiral, you know, it just kept happening. My first relationship, the one after that, I just felt like the biggest burden and it left me, it just, it was hard. It was really hard. It's also hard to trust people. You know, when you've been through trauma, it's hard to trust people. But then to have them care for you, I just, I felt awful. I felt so guilty. And that kind of moved me on to the next topic of guilt. And that's a big one for me, would be changing of plans and cancelling plans. So this is a very big one for me. I cancel and change plans quite a lot and it's not because I want to. Now, reasons that we cancel and change plans varies from person to person. You know, some people are, you know, oh, I've got an appointment that day. I've got to help my mum do something. For people with disability and chronic illness, it can be very different because it can be really, really quick. We can have plans that day, say we're meeting at 12 o'clock, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, gets to 11, we're having a flare-up, we're sick as a dog, 
and we've got to cancel last minute. And that's how it can happen. It's really crappy and shitty. But that's life for us. So changing and cancelling plans is really common. For me, I can have a flare-up and I can have a lot of anxiety as well. So I have to change plans and let them know and just be like, hey, can we please move it to another day? And I'm going to be really honest and a lot of times I make an excuse because I'm too ashamed to say, hey, I'm not feeling well. I'm really anxious. I'm scared I'm going to throw up in front of you. Anything like that. And it's not me wanting to lie to people. I never want that. It's still that part of me that feels crappy and kind of just doesn't want to let them into that sense. Because some people just don't understand that when you don't feel well, it's, you know, you can't just fight through it and, you know, I've had people say, oh, well, when you come, you'll feel better. It doesn't work like that, you know, especially for me, it doesn't work like that. I could get there and I could pass out and anything, you know, it's just, there are days where you just want to be in bed and chill out and be sick, but by yourself. It's, yeah, it's very, very difficult like that. So we cancel and we change plans. And I do it so people don't see me in a state where I am unwell and unstable. I usually try to keep plans, but for me, when I make plans with people, I try to do it as with a lot of notice. So if I want to meet up with someone, I go, hey, can we do Tuesday sets Saturday at that time? I want to have a lot of notice so I have time to be able to get a lot of sleep, to be able to make sure I have all my medications. So my brain has time to settle and be calm and prepare because my anxiety is really, really bad sometimes. And, you know, you've got to have a bit of notice. And that's okay. That's a big one for me, I'd say. It's probably one of the biggest parts of guilt that I have is cancelling and changing plans on people. And it's never because I don't want to see them. I do. I, I just I want to hang out with people and do everything possible. But sometimes it just doesn't work like that. And the universe can be a little bit against you at times. But, you know, it's... It happens. So, and it, it, you know, it depends on others. It depends on everyone. And again, makes me feel like a bit of a burden. So another topic of guilt that can also be a bit prominent for me is household responsibilities. So, aka doing your chores. It's especially hard when you live outside of home, so a share house, or you live by yourself. You can have days where you feel like absolute crap, and all you've got to do is you've got to do your dishes. But standing up is just the biggest effort ever. And I struggle with that quite a lot. And I never want to use my chronic illness as an excuse to not do my adult responsibilities. I never want to do that. 
and I try not to. I try to understand and I try to communicate in a way where it's, you know, like, look, I'm sorry I haven't done my dishes. I've just felt really unwell, but I'm not trying to use that as an excuse, you know. But, yeah, sometimes it can be frustrating and it makes me feel really guilty. It makes me feel like a shitty adult when there are days I just feel so awful or my ADHD brain will just forget basically everything I'm supposed to do. And it's not like I deliberately go out, and this goes for everyone, not everyone deliberately goes out to not do their adult responsibilities. It can just be a really hard time and a really hard thing to do. And it also goes into the next topic, well, the next subject of guilt, which is feeling as though you're not living up to your potential. For me, living up to my potential, it can be difficult in the way of I see a lot of people living their lives, you know, going to work every day or going to university and getting a degree, finishing high school and pursuing their path. And the part of not living up to your potential doesn't make it actually true. So for me, I honestly don't know what I want to do with my life. I know I want to advocate. I know I want to help people any way I can. I mean, I'm hopefully going to be studying a new subject really soon this year. And I'm really excited about that. And I may pursue it as a career path. I may not. But I'll have it there as a backup if I want to. So living up to my potential, that sort of guilt for me, I just, I don't think it's been there too much for me. I've always had a sense of envy and jealousy, not in a toxic way, but in the way of I look at people doing a fancy degree. I look at people going to work every day, making money and living their lives. And I feel jealous because I want that. I want to do the things that they're doing. And it's okay to admit, you know, it's okay to say, yeah, that makes me a bit jealous. I'm a bit, you know, I'm a bit upset. I want to do that too. And I know a lot of people um, with disability or chronic illness or mental illness feel that way too. And it's totally normal to feel like that. Another thing about guilt is really, really prominent in a lot of people. Now, this isn't even for people with chronic illness. This can be for anyone. So this is called survivor's guilt. And let me tell you, survivor's guilt is just... It's, it's an interesting one. It really is. So there are things like, you know... But basically, it's, you know, in quotations, I feel guilty for being alive. And because I see people who have gone through so much more than me and they've lost the battle, you know, they've passed away. I feel guilty when I struggle. You know, I've had so many illnesses 
and been through so much. And something that can trigger this is when people go, you know, you are lucky to be alive. You're so lucky to be alive. That gives me, and I know a lot of people, a sense of guilt because you see a lot of stories about, say, cancer patients who have fought through years and years and years of cancer and then they've passed away and they've done so much. And I guess you, I try to downplay it as much as possible for my illnesses. I try not to make such a big deal out of it. But in a way, I do have survivor's guilt. Because yes, there were many occasions where I could have died. But I didn't and I'm here. But I know people who have been through so much and they fought so hard and unfortunately they did pass away. And it's okay, you know, it, it is okay to feel survivor's guilt. But it's just, it's hard. But you carry a sort of motivation at the same time to move forward. And in my sense, I, I want to fight for the people, for those we lost. And until I can be heard or they can be heard, because if they didn't have a voice, someone needs to do it. But Survivor's Guild is really shitty. It's really shitty. And I know that people are not meaning to be hurtful when they say words like, you're so lucky to be alive, um, stuff like that. But for some people, it's, it's a trigger. It makes us feel guilty because we could be in hospital and we could have known someone on our ward that had been through so much and unfortunately they passed away. It's just one of those things that sucks. But I guess for survivor's guilt, I guess I'm one of those people who believes that there's a reason in everything. And I would not be the person I am today without my disease. Now, in saying that, my diseases do not make me who I am, but they also do. So they don't define me. They are a part of my life and they have made me grow. And my guilt has also made me grow. And that's a very strange thing to say, but guilt can change people either for worse or for better. So survivor's guilt leads me onto sort of my last main topic is why I hate pity. Now, I hate pity because I think it's pointless. Where does it get you? I understand why people can pity other people, but at the end of the day, my mindset is where does it get you in life? 
you can feel sorry for someone. But when you feel sorry for someone, it's slightly degrading. It can bring them down. For me, when people pity me, it brings me down further. It's like I feel like I'm being looked down on. Now, pity per se is not a bad thing. It's quite normal. But when I tell people my story or I tell people what's going on in my life that may be negative or even positive, I always say, I don't want your pity. Because I am a normal, normal person. And to me, pity is pointless. Because in my honest, honest opinion, I really don't understand where it gets you. I know that when someone passes away, you know, you say, I'm sorry for your loss, or you sympathize with them. But pity shouldn't be there, especially with someone with chronic or disability, or chronic illness, physical, any of that sort. Pity is not something that should be there because it can make us feel like we're less of a person we are exactly the same as you we are the same level there is no hierarchy there's no sort of totem pole of all that shit we're exactly the same we just have an illness would you look at someone who has a cold as lower Would you pity them? No, because it's normal. Because we all go through it. So it's just something that I I don't like. I really don't like it. And that doesn't go for everyone. And some people like pity. And, you know, that's, you know, you do you, boo. You do you. But for me, it's not there. So I don't, I don't want pity. I don't want any of that shit. It just, it makes me feel crappy, you know? And I don't really like it. I really... Yeah. So pity is just not what I like. It's not for me. It's not for everyone. And that kind of just brings me to the conclusion of this podcast and saying... It's okay to feel guilt. It's okay to feel this way. And it's totally normal. It is normal to feel guilty. And this goes for anyone. Guilt is a normal feeling and we shouldn't be ashamed to feel what we feel. Because what's going on is valid. Our feelings are valid. And though others may not agree, that's okay. But all of these points that I've made and all of these things that I've said about guilt, it is a totally, totally, sorry, totally normal feeling to feel. And don't let anyone ever tell you that you shouldn't feel that way. Don't let anyone ever tell you that it's your fault or to stop feeling that way or your feelings are not valid because honestly that's a bit of bull that's a bit of bull right there 
they should walk in your shoes. And it's really hard. People, people can't walk in your shoes. They can't know exactly how you feel. Um, and I know for me, I'd love someone to walk in my shoes for a day so they understand, but that's not going to happen. And that's all right. Because you are the only person who knows exactly how you're feeling. And it's your job to articulate and let people know. So it's okay to express that you feel guilty. But not everyone is going to understand. But it's about surrounding yourself with a community full of people that accept you and do understand what it's like to feel this way. Or they may not understand, but they try to. And they're supportive about it. So I know it's been a really short episode, but that's all I really wanted to cover in this episode. So I hope you guys really enjoyed it. And for updates on episodes or just some random stuff, go follow Diaries of the Chronic on Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM. I'd love to have a chat. If, you, if anyone has any questions at all, it'd be great. And give this Spotify a follow, which would be absolutely awesome. So just the little follow button on the podcast. It would mean absolutely a lot. And share with your friends and your family. Share with everyone. I'd really love to get this out there and spread my message, which I'm a bit of a ramble. Uh, see, I can't even talk. I'm a bit of a rambler and I get a bit distracted, but you know, time will tell. Time will tell. So I hope you guys have really enjoyed episode two of Diaries of the Chronic and I will talk to you guys soon. <laughs>